0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: This week on the Chicago Bears Review. As the race to the regular season continues, our beloved stopped off in Indianapolis to take on Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts in their second preseason contest of the year. Did the Bears improve upon last week's performance, or did they unfortunately regress? All of this and so much more on the preseason week two review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. two down with two to go and then we are on to the 2015 regular season what's going on everybody D back the week two preseason review or the preseason week two review episode of the chicago bears review and um you know it was uh, the saturday night's game against the colts it was uh you know, kind of looking forward to it, uh, a, a step up in competition, even though the, the Dolphins are, are, you know, seem to have their you-know-what together uh, going into it. They made some decent moves in the offseason and, uh, you know, got Endomic and Sue and traded away Mike Wallace and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, the Colts were in the AFC title game last year. They beat the Broncos in Denver in the playoffs last year. A lot of people are thinking that the Colts are going to be able to close the gap this year, I've, I've seen and heard more than one expert say that the Colts are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl uh, this year. So uh, definitely a step up in competition, uh, at least on paper, uh, for the Bears. So I was interested to see how they would respond to, uh, at least for the starters anyway, a very subpar performance uh, against the Dolphins in that week one uh, contest in the preseason, their first game action Under John Fox, new offense, new defense, new defensive scheme, coordinators calling the plays and, uh, you know, uh, a menagerie of new bodies uh, running these uh, systems out there out on the field. And, um, you know, honestly, it it was a move in the right direction, especially on the defensive side of the football on offense. uh, We 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 did do better than we did the week before. We just, uh, you know, had some trouble. Closing the gap, uh, you know, finishing it off. Uh, we we had three very nice looking, steady drives, all of which resulted in field goals for uh, for Robbie Gold. So in, instead of uh, you know, we only came away with nine points in the first half when we had dominated the time of possession. Uh, well, for the entire football game, the Bears ended up with nearly 34 minutes time of possession to the Colts' 26. And there was a stat early on in the first quarter um, saying that the Bears' time of possession was 11 minutes to two uh, for the Colts. So, you know, and at the time it was still only a, a 3 nothing football game, uh, at, you know, at that point uh, in, in the football game. So it's, uh, you know, it looks like the offense uh, did, you know, overall, overall we did look better. We did look better, but but for the second uh, week in a row, it was uh, the reserves that came in and won the football game for us. We were actually losing eleven to nine at halftime. You know, basically when the starters left the field, the Bears were losing, and then the reserves come in and pitched a shutout for the second week in a row. It was uh, you know eleven to nine at halftime. We win the game twenty three uh, to eleven to move to two and zero in the preseason, and it's nice to watch the team win. But we know these games don't count, and ultimately, as far as the season is concerned, don't mean anything. But, uh, you know, progress is progress, and considering the week that the Bears had um, with uh, Kevin White, the the announcement of him having to have surgery with uh, Alshon uh, straining a calf and, and missing this game against the Colts, uh, we were down to the bare bones as far as wide receivers and everything were concerned. And... You know That's the other thing about the preseason is that you don't really get a good look at what your team is probably going to look like when the games start to matter because for one reason or another, you don't really have your full slate of players on the field for the most part in the preseason. You know, like Matt Forte, he sat out the entire game last week against Miami. You know, the starters are only in there for about a dozen plays or so. Things like that. It's the one thing that's kind of frustrating uh, about the preseason. But um, you know, considering uh, what's been happening, especially week two of the preseason, Jordy Nelson yesterday went down with a knee injury against the Packers. Um, the in and excuse me, against the Steelers, and then Marquise Pouncey, the center uh for the for the Steelers had an ankle injury got rolled up that's going to require surgery he might be done for the year Jordy Nelson still waiting on results for the MRI but people are saying it's most likely a torn ACL so you know it's like things like this are basically prompting the NFL to try to stop dragging its feet on reducing the number of preseason games and maybe doing what the Bears and Colts this week did which was to um you know have some more of these joint practices these kind of you know scrimmages uh instead of these uh, out and out uh you know preseason games where you know we were reduce the um the likelihood of injury in meaningless games so um so yeah let's uh let's go ahead and uh move into the game and um got a couple of news and notes to cover before we get into that and uh, then we'll talk about it bears colts preseason week number two just before i sat down to record the show good friend ron rug from the football is america podcast and you guys have heard me uh, on there f- uh, a few times and uh you know we'll be on there a few more times uh during the season, gonna be part of the sticks the, the, the their their bold prediction, AKA picks that stick uh, show later on this month. So be on the lookout for that. I'll let you guys know that that's uh, coming as well. But got a message uh, from Ron today um, saying that our nose tackle Jay Ratliff, Jeremiah Ratliff, whichever name he's going with these days, uh, suspended for the first three games of the season all stemming from a DWI arrest in Texas in January of 2013, a.k.a. before he joined the Chicago Bears. So uh, for whatever reason, the legal process took all this time. Uh, I believe they finally reached like a plea agreement or something like that back in April, and it's just now being decided what the punishment was going to be. It's a three-game suspension. And really, i I can't think of a three game stretch that could be any worse for Jay Ratliff to miss than the first three. So I mean, granted, we just got done, you know, kind of overviewing the the game uh, against the Colts and saying that you know the defense looked improved and uh, and everything. but um <sighs> Green Bay, Arizona.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: Going to be missing. <laughs> and oh man. I would honestly I would feel a lot better if it was the three games after. Oakland, Kansas City, and Detroit. Like, okay, we're definitely going to miss him, but not as much as we're going to miss him, his veteran leadership and experience against three playoff teams from a year ago, one of which uh, being the defending NFC champion, the other being the NFC runner-up. So it's just, oh, man, it's uh, definitely a disastrous uh, turn of events uh, for a football team that's already playing, is already going to go into the season shorthanded. Uh, Kevin White, uh, you know, um, just real briefly, um, he had his uh, surgery, you know, inserting the metal rod into his, um, into his uh, lower leg, uh, to stabilize uh, the injury, and that's basically supposed to be a uh, uh, be all end all for, for that type of uh, injury. Uh, Ryan Pace has uh, tried to give examples of guys around the league that have had similar surgeries, one of which is currently on the Bears' roster in our punt returner, uh, Mark Mariani. And, uh, you know, I guess it was, uh, you know, ultimately successful, something he hasn't had to deal with since he had the. Uh, surgery so now the um, the clock is ticking on uh, if and when we're going to see Kevin White wear that number 13 on the field uh, for the Bears I mean they've they've set the proper expectation for us this time around you guys heard my rant last week pissing and moaning about the uh, the Bears basically lying to the fan base about what was really going on with Kevin White or at least what the circumstances of the injury were but instead, uh, you know, they're being forthright with us this time around saying that, um, you know, I don't want anyone to be exactly surprised if we have to make an announcement midseason saying that Kevin White isn't going to play at all uh, in 2015. So the clock is ticking on when if and when that announcement will be made and if we'll get to see him this year. So but back to Jay Ratliff, um, you know it's unfortunate it was something that 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 happened when he was still with the cowboys uh before he had joined the team and uh, for whatever reason it took this long for it to get settled and and the one thing that that i don't like uh about the announcement is that uh apparently it falls under the um substance abuse policy and i guess you know, yeah, alcohol isn't a is a is a substance that can be abused, and in this case, on this particular evening, in in, in particular, uh, Jay Ratliff was abusing uh, alcohol. He blew twice the legal limit when he did his blood alcohol um, blood alcohol test, or you know, breathalyzer. I think they actually just took blood uh, from him, if I read that right. Uh, Jeff Dickerson's report on ESPNChicago.com uh, said that. Um, you know, twice the legal limit, 0.16 points to 0.08. Uh, so he was definitely drunk and, you know, driving and he had an accident. He ran into an 18-wheeler. I don't know how exactly he ran into it, if he, you know, hit it from behind or sideswiped it, whatever. It doesn't matter, actually. But, you know, I just think it's, it's kind of misleading to say it was a violation of the substance abuse policy because when you hear that, you automatically think, steroids peds you know drugs cocaine marijuana whatever uh but in this case it was was alcohol which you know alcohol probably being one of the few legal substances that are out there as far as you know something that you can abuse um you know something in this case i think should fall more under the misconduct you know the personal conduct policy you know, like being an idiot and driving home drunk, that's a personal choice, <laughs> not so much, uh, you know, a, uh, a drug thing, but, you know, I think that's that's really like the only thing that bothers me, Other uh, thing that obviously being that it took two years, uh, two and a half years actually, January of, of 2013, like January 22nd, so 2013 barely underway when this whole incident occurred, and here we are in the you know, fourth quarter of, uh, of two, 20, 2015, two and a half years later, and now uh, he's being, uh, you know, suspended. He's being disciplined for something that happened that long ago. So, you know, I guess I'm just frustrated with, with the fact that it took so long for this whole thing to get settled and uh, that we're going to be missing our, our veteran uh, defensive uh, lineman, uh, nose tackle, for the three biggest games of the year, which just happened to be the first three. You know, where we're, where we're really going to see, win or lose, we are really going to be able to see what the Bears are all about against those first three teams, and we're going to be missing Jay Ratliff for all three of them. So, no Jay Ratliff against Green Bay, Arizona, or Seattle, and... <laughs> Like I said, I've I, you know I've looked at all the schedules and, and doing research and and uh, you know getting ready for the season and everything and and honestly I don't it, and I don't honestly I don't think it has anything to do with bias uh, for the Bears or anything like that. I can't think of another team that starts off with a three game stretch that is more more uh, well crazy than that. You know, the the NFC, the NFC defending NFC champion, uh, only a year removed from winning the Super Bowl. The Arizona Cardinals are way up there. I mean, I think all three of these teams, if you had to add up, you know, 2013-2014 most wins out of those seasons, these three teams would probably be in the top five. Because both of these teams won a minimum of ten games f- over the last two seasons. Well, actually, Green Bay only won eight in 2013, but... You guys know what I'm saying. You know, Green Bay won, what, 11, 12 games last year. They won eight the year before. That's 20 wins. Arizona, 10 wins in 2013, 11. Last year, 21 wins. And then Seattle, uh, I think, was uh, 11 and 12, you know, 13 wins or whatever, 24, 25 wins for the for the uh, Seahawks the last two years. It's um, quite a treacherous road that the, the road that the Bears have to hoe just to be able to get a chance to play the Raiders uh in week four seemingly for the first time with a full roster so I mean we'll uh you know no one is looking forward to those first three games aside from these games counting and seeing what the Bears are as far as the outcomes are concerned I'm not really looking forward to watching (laughs) watching these games but hopefully uh we're competitive to say the least and um You know to dive into the game itself um i definitely definitely think that the competition level for this team is going up uh i definitely can can you can already sense john fox's effect on this team and and one big one is in the running game and Granted, it, it, it's happening later in the game. It's happening with the with the reserves and not so much with the starters yet. But John Fox, as he did in Carolina, as he did in uh, you know in Denver, uh, you know, even though they were past happy uh, in Denver because they have Peyton Manning and he's breaking records and he's Peyton Manning for Christ's sake. They never forgot about the run. The run was still an important uh, component uh, of the offense and you know, everything's kind of stemmed coming from the run uh, and everything, we're definitely going to run the football uh, this year. I mean, we're, we've seen it so far in the first two games. We had 166 yards rushing against the Dolphins. We had 165 uh, against the um, Colts on Saturday. And it, it's one of those things where it, 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 it almost feels odd watching us do it just because the last two years – I think we were either tops or near the top in the NFL as far as how many times the the pass to run ratio. Last year it was two to one, and it was you know sixty six percent of the time we threw the ball, which means a third of the time we only is we only ran the ball one out of every three plays, which uh, you know is a lot, and is not a lot, I should say. And somehow having only run a third of the time on offense, Mad Forte still managed to rush for over a thousand yards. This year, um, we're seeing success with the run because we're actually trying to run the football. You know, uh, you know Mark Tressman for one reason or another, just thought that running the ball was a lot more efficient or it, maybe it also had the fact had to do with the fact that we were constantly behind. Um, you know, or that maybe he was trying to get out ahead because he didn't trust the defense. Who knows uh, what the real reasons were, but they are what they are. And watching us run the football and consistently run the football, I think, is really going to help the team uh, in the long run. The star of the game on Saturday was our fourth-round draft choice, Jeremy Lankford, uh, who had uh, 80 yards rushing, I believe. Let me pull up the stats here real quick uh jeremy langford nine carries 80 yards and a touchdown and he had this big really really nice looking 46 yard run uh at, you know to set up a touchdown drive uh in the second half and um you know in that run he actually had he you know according to people who have seen him play in college i you know didn't catch been uh actually any uh michigan state games uh last year but uh that on that run, he kind of got tripped up. He, he kept his feet, but he was still kind of stumbling his way through. Like he w- he spent more energy trying to keep himself upright than he did moving forward and ended up getting, you know, caught and tackled and, and and whatnot. And and what I'm what I'm hearing from people that have seen him play is that normally he's pulling away from people in situations like that. He's putting space between him and the people chasing him. And um, hopefully that's something that we get to keep an eye on uh, during the season, get to see him uh, do that. Um, You know, on others in the the game, Matt Forte, eight carries in limited duty on Saturday. Uh, Only 24 yards, but three yards of carries, not bad. Uh, Jacquez Rogers did a little bit better, nine carries, 34 yards for a 3.8-yard average. Uh, Kadeem Carey, uh, five carries, 13 yards, 2.6. But we ran the ball 36 times. Uh, on Saturday night and that's including a, a scramble from, uh, from Jake Cutler, a pretty, a pretty damn nice one actually. It was one of those uh, plays where everyone was praising him and then instantly scolding him uh, for the play. It was a scramble in the second quarter. Jay is running Uh, you know, and at the, he, he, he sheds a tackle right around the five yard line and decides that the hell with it, I'm going to try to score and lowers his shoulder into a DB of the Colts to try to crash in, uh, to the end zone. Unfortunately, he, he stepped out of bounds at the, uh, the one yard line. But what made it kind of scary is that number one, he lowered his head and, and, you know, kind of barreled into the, into the DB and his helmet came off. So it looked worse because of the helmet, uh, coming off. But um yeah, and it was also called back because of a penalty uh as well. So it was uh, kinda all for naught. But um you know, that was the kind of play that's that's gonna win Jay some some fans on the sideline for sure, to to show that he's willing to do that, even in a game like this. So you don't want to see your quarterback taking chances like that in the uh preseason, but for a guy like Jay Cutler it's definitely a positive, uh, positive, uh, thing. So, uh, other news and notes from the, uh, from the game itself, you know, the, um, the offensive line is, uh, did better, uh, than it did against the, uh, Dolphins, but it doesn't seem like anybody wants to be our right tackle, uh, right now. Uh, Jordan Mills has been struggling with, uh, with these little nagging injuries, with inconsistency in play, and he was actually demoted to the second team. I thought that uh, going into the game that uh, Charles Leno, our seventh-round pick from a year ago, was uh, going to get the start because of the injuries, but Jordan Mills played in the game. He came in in the, in the, in the third quarter when the starters uh, went to the bench. Jordan Mills played in the second half, uh, so... Um, Leno was actually trying to play for the job, but he had, you know, he, it was his penalty that called the Jake Cutler run back. Uh, we had a huge uh, pass to um, Josh Bellamy uh, that was uh, called back. It was like a 40, 50-yard play for us that ended up coming back because of an illegal hands-to-the-face penalty on on Leno. Uh, he was getting beat off the edge, you know, from here today. He was very inconsistent, and the mistakes – didn't exactly put his stamp on the right tackle uh, position. And then, you know, Jordan Mills didn't exactly do a whole lot better when he was in, uh, in, the, uh, in the second half. So uh, as I said earlier, on the offensive side of the football, we moved the ball well, you know, because we were having success running the football, we were, um, you know, we're hanging on to the ball. We had uh, lots of time of possession, dominated time of possession, well into the football game. And, um, you know, we uh, but we could not finish off the drives. I mean, granted, one of them was a touchdown drive, but penalty called back the Jade's touchdown uh, run. But, um, you know, we ended up with three field goals in the first half and we're down 11 to nine. And it wasn't until the uh, second and third string guys came in in the second half that the Bears finally got the ball. Uh, into the uh, into the end zone so on the defensive side we got off to a hot start on defense uh, second play of the game pernell McPhee, our prized free agent uh, acquisition from the baltimore ravens our outside linebacker crushes uh, andrew luck for a nine-yard loss on a sack Uh, i think we even hit him again on the next play Um, you know we got after luck pretty pretty well so i mean it's um you know, I know that the, the Colts are still struggling to find their feet as far as uh, being able to protect um, Andrew Luck and uh, you know consistently uh, keep him off of the uh, ground. So the Bears weren't exactly going up against the best O line uh, in the league, but the just the ferocity and, and the the uh, intensity that you're seeing from the Bears getting after uh, Andrew Luck and uh, you know sacking him. We had four sacks uh, in the game, which was uh, nice to see and um, you know getting after it and uh, you know that was fun to see we did uh, the starters did give up uh, one big play it was uh, past T.Y. Hilton who beat uh, Kyle Fuller uh, to get bi- it was on their touchdown drive and you know so we gave up the big play that resulted uh, in a touchdown that's where the 11 to nine score came from they went for two uh, and, and got it so the starters jury's still out You know, the the offense moved the football but couldn't get it into the end zone. The defense, um, you know, defense was getting after the quarterback, which is something that we've been missing from the Bears for several years now, consistently getting after the quarterback, and they were doing that uh, against Luck, but Andrew Luck is awesome, so he was able to move the ball and get a touchdown drive in there. So it was uh, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other kind of thing with both of those units, but definitely a better showing than what we saw last week uh, against the Miami Dolphins so uh, you know it's an improved grade uh, for the starters but not so much that you want to get uh, too excited about it I think uh, John Fox had the perfect quote um, and I'll be paraphrasing here but it was you know along the lines of uh, you know we made some progress but by no means have we arrived yet so basically it's like you know. Be optimistic, but don't get ex- <laughs> don't get excited just yet. We aren't where we need to be. So, uh, you know, I thought that was a that was apropos of of what we were what we have here with the Bears and what we're uh, dealing with. Um, some other highlights in the game, obviously Jeremy Langford, uh, eight carries in the ninety yards. That's that's a heck of a, a heck of an afternoon uh, just for playing in the uh, second half. Had a big TD run, you know, a big run, that 46-yard run, ran for a touchdown. And, you know, and I'm seeing things from Jeremy Langford I really, really like. I really, really like. Number one, the touchdown run was supposed to be – it was a design run uh, to the left. Our offensive line got beat terribly on the play. He shakes a tackle, reverses the field, and was able to uh, take the play to the right side and score the touchdown there. It was a dead-to-rights you know, like two, three-yard loss play that, you know, he kept his head up, he maintained his balance, broke away, and got into the end zone from a couple yards out. And then there was a play earlier in that drive where he got the ball, he got around the corner to the left side, and he went to go stiff arm the defender. And when the defender basically, you know, when the stiff arm was ineffective, what Jeremy Langford did was he lowered his head to move forward, and he he leaned into his defender and was able to actually get a couple of extra yards out of that play. And it's those little things, those little things that are going to add up uh, as the season goes along because it's that little bit of extra effort that will change, you know, that will take third and seven and make it third and three you know things like that that will you know you lean into the guy and and, you know trying to get those extra yards and those extra yards will add up you know as the game uh goes along and i think that effort like that is definitely what we need to see and it showed good hunger from the rookie uh getting out there and making a play like that on a drive that he was able to finish off himself with a with a great effort uh to get into the end zone so if you had to give a uh you know, a bear-up or an MVP award for the game. It would be Jeremy Langford in the way he ran the football on Saturday. It's very promising uh, to see that. Um, as I mentioned before, we had four sacks on the defensive side. Pernel McPhee was the only one to get a sack among the starters, but we also had one from David Bass. Will Sutton got in on the action, and then, as my buddy Ross calls him, Macho Acho. Our offensive or excuse me, outside linebacker that we signed away from the Arizona Cardinals second week in a row. He had a sack second. I believe he actually had a sack. No, he had an interception last week. But well, then in this case, second week in a row, he uh, forced a turnover. Uh, he was a, it was a sack fumble on uh, Hasselbeck, Matt Hasselbeck, the backup for the uh, for the Colts sack fumble on him and our in our rookie uh, nose tackle eddie goldman had the ball basically roll right onto his gut and he rolled you know just swallowed it up and it was first down bears uh after that so i mean eddie goldman's our starter now Not jay ratliff uh is going to be missing those first three games again glad i could bring that back up but um you know overall like i said it was um progress it was progress and that's that's what you want to see when the Bears had that mediocre outing last week against the Dolphins you wanted to see if they were going to be a little bit better uh, in this second game because the other thing is we have to be realistic you know there's nothing wrong with being optimistic about what you want to see about what we've seen so far there's nothing wrong with being optimistic but we also have to be realistic at the same time we have a long way to go on defense from where we were uh, last year being one of the buttholes of the NFL as far as defense is concerned injuries inconsistency killed us on offense last year our offensive line uh, couldn't stay healthy and you know people in and out of the lineup Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey nursing nagging injuries uh, all season long it's like basically nobody on the field was healthy uh, last year which isn't out of the ordinary football players but you know to the point where it's you know guys are missing games and things like that It, it just made for a for a long year so we got a long way to go on both sides of the football but seeing what they did last week how they improved this week against a better football team in my opinion a much better team uh in my opinion that is encouraging to see that and i also think that's where we're going to see the difference in our coaching is that um you know like i said uh back when john fox got hired um whether I said it on a show or it was something I mentioned on Facebook or anything like that, I I did say that I think that our days of being outcoached by our opponents are over. I think those days are done. You know, Mike McCarthy being able to outsmart or outclass or outcoach Lovey or Tressman, you know, or whoever it is we have on the other side. I think those days are over. I think John Fox is going to be just as much of a gamesman and be up for whatever's coming just as much as our opponents, head coaches, will be. It's like, I don't think we're going to be outsmarted like that anymore. And I I certainly don't think you're going to hear me say many times, if at all, we just didn't look ready to play today. Because how many times did I start off the show that way last week or last season, guys? I mean, it was... Oh, man, it was really tough to do the show. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't easy for you guys to listen to it <laughs> every single week. It sure as hell wasn't easy for me to talk about it uh, each and every week. So it was uh, it was a chore, that's for sure. And uh, hopefully, win or lose, win or lose, we will at least say that, you know, well, we were in this game, we're only you know a a, a player two away from winning it as opposed to saying like i have no idea why we even showed up for this thing uh you know other than the fact that the bears are legally obligated to show up because the nfl says so i can't imagine what the hell they were doing out on the field with those guys today hopefully there won't be any conversations (laughs) like that and i don't fancy john fox to be the kind of coach that would put up uh with something like that so so that's the wrap up on uh, week two of the Bears uh, preseason, the uh, victory over the Colts, twenty three to eleven, moving to two and zero in this meaningless part of the year. It's encouraging, however, positive for the team to see victories, see results for the hard work that they're putting in uh, so far. So it's uh, you know encouraging to uh, to have that uh, be taking place. Up next, the dress rehearsal game. Saturday night against the Cincinnati Bengals, the starters will go will play the entire first half and go into the third quarter um, before you know the reserves and everything come in to finish the uh, the last quarter and a half or so uh, of the football game. But it's it's that it's the important game. They call it the dress rehearsal game, not so much because the starters will play longer, but more so because it's the only game in the preseason that the teams actually game plan for like they're going to go in with a specific strategy for the cincinnati Bengals and how to defend this how to play against that uh and so on as opposed to just you know hey we're going to run what we've been running in camp and we'll see how it works against this team uh kind of thing we're actually going to go in there and they, they spend the week like a regular uh regular uh regular season week where they you know they have their meetings they prepare in the same way that they're going to, like they will, going into September 13th against the Packers, Week One. This is the one one week during the preseason where they approach it that way and see how the guys uh, respond from there. I'm actually in, you know, looking forward to it. Number one because you get to see the starters play longer, but more so because I want to see what uh, I want to see what Jeremy Langford might look like against the uh, against the ones. You know to see what he'll look like against the first teamers uh, and things like that because John Fox definitely strikes me as the kind of guy that um, you know Matt Forte is going to be the guy he's going to be our workhorse but Jaquiz Rogers, Jeremy Langford and Kadim Carey if he makes the team are, are definitely going to be in there as well. He's going to want to keep he's going I, I think he's going to go with a less is more approach. With Matt Forte instead of him being the guy that's on the field for 90 percent of the offensive snaps you know maybe his percentage goes down but his production goes up because he's not uh you know he's not on the field for 69 of our 75 plays uh, and things like that you know he's spreading the ball around you know we've got different running styles and things like that going on out there and uh you know we'll see how that all uh, works out so Hopefully, I'll be able to find the the game. Like I said, I'm going to be in Las Vegas next weekend for the for the National Trivia League Championships uh, at the Rio in Las Vegas. Looking forward to that. We fly out there on Friday. The competition is on Saturday, and uh, from what I hear, they it was it was going to be a conflict as far as because it was supposed to start at two in the afternoon, which is four o'clock Central Time, and the game starts at six thirty. So I didn't know if the competition would be over in time for me to watch the beginning of the game, but got an email earlier this week. The competition starts at 11. So we'll definitely be done for me to be able to watch the entire game. Now it's just going to be a trick of trying to find some place in Vegas, which most likely won't be too hard uh, to find uh, some place to watch the uh, game. My buddy Ross has been out to Vegas a few times, and he says that basically just find any hotel that's got a sports book will have the game playing. So hopefully the Rio's got a sports book and I won't have to go far, or I'll find someplace that does so I can watch my Bears play against the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday in the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game. So uh, looking forward uh, to that one. It's, uh, you know, and you know what? Just because... The Bears are approaching this like a regular game week. So will we. We're not going to do a preview show, so don't get too excited. But what we'll do is next week we're going to do it like we do it in the regular season. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the game. And then at the end, everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down, will be back next week. And maybe, just maybe, just for fun, I might throw in a knee-jerk reaction or two so just you know tune in next week to see if larry d will give you knee-jerk reactions from the bears and the Bengals during the dress rehearsal game before we snooze our way through the final game of the preseason against the cleveland browns so uh (laughs) we'll uh we'll see how that all uh how that all turns out so that's going to do it for the week two review episode of the preseason For the Chicago Bears review, Uh, one other uh, happy announcement that I am, uh, well, happy to make. Uh, Just received word from our good friend Doug Wagner from WMT in Cedar Rapids that they renewed their contract with the Chicago Bears to be the Chicago Bears station in the Cedar Rapids market. So, of course, that means Doug wants to have me back to do the preview and review uh, segments on the, the WMT morning show in Cedar Rapids. So those segments will be coming back again this year uh, as well. So uh, we'll have those. And, you know, I like to post those once he gets them out to me and uh, to, so you guys can hear uh, me on the radio out there in, uh, in Cedar Rapids and, uh, you know, excited to be able to uh, come back in and, and do that again. So uh, looking, forward, looking forward to it. So um, that's going to do it for the show. And uh, we'll be back uh, – you know what? I'm not sure when I'm gonna do that episode. Maybe I'll be coming to you live from Vegas next weekend. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't know if I'm gonna try to smuggle a uh, smuggle a backpack into my uh, or smuggle a backpack smuggle a microphone into my backpack or something uh, to bring it with me. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Because actually, to tell you the truth, I haven't even decided whether or not I'm bringing my laptop with me to Vegas. So we'll have to see. Might have to wait until Tuesday to hear the. Uh, review episode but uh we'll we'll figure that all out uh, as we go along but uh until then uh, i'm gonna have fun in vegas you guys have fun wherever you are until next time my name is larry d and this has been the chicago bears review